Hi, my name is Dr. Mark Allen Derry, and I'm an infectious diseases specialist in New Orleans. Hi, my name is Doc Griggs, and I'm a community medicine doctor and health literacy expert. This is the Noise Filter Podcast, where an infectious diseases physician, that's me, and a health literacy and communications expert, that's me, talk about what you need to know about COVID-19. You can find more information about this show and our other daily live updates and Q&A show at noisefiltershow.com. So let's get started. California fires, inmates, and COVID. It seems like Californians can't catch a break lately. As of COVID-19 wasn't bad enough, Californians are dealing with huge wildfires that have already killed at least 25 people in that state alone. Thousands of homes, schools, and businesses have been destroyed. Tens of thousands of people have had to evacuate, and a lot of them are stuck in cramped hotels or in other crowded places. And you know, that, of course, increases the risk of spreading the coronavirus. But there's a silver lining for some families. A lot of them are getting big benefits from remote learning systems. Think about it. The kids' classrooms might be scorched, but with a Wi-Fi connection and a phone or computer, they can keep up with their lessons and their classmates and not be left behind. So California got some pointers in the right direction when they were developing contingency plans. They looked to educators in Florida. That's a state with plenty of experience in teaching kids during hurricane season. One school superintendent in California said that Some of his districts have lost an average of three weeks of instructional time. Each year, there's been a big wildfire outbreak. So remote learning is offering some families a bit of normalcy in our very unusual times. By the way, not too long ago, we talked on the show about California's inmate firefighter program. One thing we highlighted was how those inmates have been blocked from getting firefighting jobs after their release. And here's some good news. Governor Gavin Newsom has signed a bill allowing inmate firefighters to have their records expunged. That means that they'll be eligible for firefighting jobs and even EMT certification after their release. This only applies to those who were not convicted of violent felonies like murder. But for those that are eligible, this could really be a life changer. And this was something that was long, long overdue. So thankfully they did this. And did you see how he signed it? How he signed the bill? No. He signed the bill in like in in with like a with some fire behind him. Like he signed it in like a forest. Oh wow. Yeah. Really? <laughs> it was cool. That was dope. <laughs> Five bucks a year to stop the spread. Try wrapping your head around this figure. Eleven trillion dollars. Hold on. Is that that's not a typo, is it? The International Monetary Fund says eleven trillion dollars is the combined price tag for all the fiscal measures that the nations have taken in response to the pandemic. So what's it going to cost to head off another pandemic? Hmm. I think like we said it, well, it could be as little as $5 a head. That's according to the World Health Organization and its Global Preparedness Monitoring Board. Preparedness has been a huge problem for many governments in dealing with COVID-19. They just weren't ready for it. But if countries would just spend about $5 per person every year starting now, the World Health Organization says there'd be enough funding to pay for prevention efforts, medical response programs, and even vaccine development and distribution. So the idea here is that an ounce of prevention, you know, is worth a a pound of cure. W Health officials state that there should be enough funding on hand to allow vaccine distributions to all of the countries, especially those that are in the poorest and the most vulnerable amongst us. 
vaccines are going to be so important and you're going to see the vaccine distribution and logistics that we are going to undertake here in the U.S. is going to be the largest distribution or logistic event that has happened in this country's history. When will there be a COVID-19 cure? So the fight between humans and virus is a ongoing and everlasting uphill battle, and it always has been. Doc? COVID-19 is not the first new virus that the world's ever faced and certainly won't be the last. Nope. But as drug experts are working to produce a reliable vaccine, it's important to remember that we have an old ally in this fight. So we're talking about our own bodies. Now, a lot of this time, the best treatments are those that help our bodies develop our immune system to fight those bugs and win. Most infections last for a couple days because that's pretty much how long it takes for the immune system to kick into overdrive. Our immune systems actually store information about the best way to get rid of viruses. They produce antibodies that neutralize viruses, and they eventually get rid of the symptoms of infection, too. There's an important caveat here, though. Different people have different immune systems, and some are better able to neutralize infection than others. That's right. Now, new strains of viruses like COVID-19 can and has created so many new problems. That's because the body didn't have a chance to build up its natural immunities until after it was infected. Now, your immune system can learn how to resist a virus, but you have to survive the active infection first. Typically, we want to be able to offer vaccines and drugs to treat the symptoms and shorten the period of infection. That's why there's such a big push to produce a vaccine based on the coronavirus itself. That way, it won't have such a big impact on the body. But it would offer the immune system the information that it needs to produce antibodies and help our bodies fight off infection. In spite of whatever the politicians might tell you, we may never have a complete cure for COVID-19. But it's really important to note how powerful your own body can be, as long as you treat it like the ally it is. That's right. So get six to eight hours of sleep. Get checked. Get fit. Get moving. That's right. Eat healthy. What else we say to people? Get your flu shot. Yeah, get your flu shot and go out and <laughs> Brush try your to teeth and yeah. try to exercise a little bit. Yeah. Take a walk, go yeah. for a run, do some yeah. yoga. Eye contact. Yeah. Right. Call your mom. <laughs> yeah. That's the best one. Our temperature checks really an effective screening tool for COVID nineteen. So it's part of the new normal now. Now in a lot of places facing an army of gatekeepers with thermometers at each and every entrance, trained to filter out folks who might carry the novel coronavirus. The question is, how effective is that? Are we even making a difference? And are we keeping other patrons of the establishment safe? It looks like symptom-based screenings for COVID-19 are limited in their effectiveness. That's because infected patients may have no symptoms or fever at the time of screening or have only mild symptoms. A policy professor at Yale School of Public Health told the New York Times recently, you are maximally infectious before you exhibit symptoms, if you exhibit symptoms at all. You can be exposed and incubate the virus and begin to shed massive amounts of transmissible virus and be a super spreader without actually exhibiting any of the symptoms like a fever. So that's true. Now, by the way, there is a study in the Journal of the American Medical Association that backs this up. They looked at 6,000 New York area patients who were admitted last spring at hospitals, and only 30% of them were febrile at presentation. Febrile meaning they had a they fever. Had fever, folks. right. They had fever, folks. So though it's what we have, uh, it's not the most reliable That's screening right. method, uh, basing it on symptoms. Not to mention what we didn't talk about is people that take 
antipyretics or right. fever-reducing medication before right, they go right. out in public. You know, it seems obvious, but anyone with a fever will possibly, even probably, feel lousy. That hopefully will discourage that person from going out. So there's some value in those temperature checks. One thing, they help reiterate the message that an establishment is for healthy customers only. Right. Sounds kind of, yeah, I know it sounds kind of rough, but yeah, right. it's really important when rapid testing is so limited. Overall, we want businesses to keep up with those temperature checks. Yes. For any patrons walking into an indoor or outdoor venue. It serves as a reminder that we're living, still living in a pandemic. Yes. And we all need to keep taking healthy precautions. Yes. Especially social distancing, uh-huh. masking, what? and frequent hand washing. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. They're all really important safety measures. Absolutely. Just one quick, you know, I just want to say that when I went down to Sierra Leone for the Ebola epidemic, when I was working for the World Health Organization, there were citizen campaigns that were people that were just stopping and just taking temperatures of people. So- even though we know that you may have folks that are asymptomatic, 40% are asymptomatic, and in those that are symptomatic, not even, I think it's 80% even have fevers to begin with. But I, I still think it is a, it's a fairly benign and harmless process, and I think that it can at least screen out some folks that are positive. So even though they may not be the, the end-all to be-all, it's something, and that's what they were doing in, in Sierra Leone. It was the citizen campaigns of people were just trying to do something. Yeah, and something is always better than nothing. There you go. Thanks for listening to the Noise Filter Daily Podcast. Dr. Derry and I have a daily show at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time where we go into more detail on stories and answer your questions about COVID-19. You can find Doc Griggs at DocGriggs1 on social media, and you can find me at Dr. Mark Allen Derry or at D-R-D-E-R-Y. You can follow us at Noise Filter on Instagram, Noise Filter NOLA on Twitter, and for more information about us and the show, you can go to noisefiltershow.com. Hey, Doc Griggs, any last words? Remember, get checked, get fit, get moving. And remember to get some rest to boost your immune system. And Doc, protect yourself and others by staying home, and please wear masks when you go outside. Remember, health is a human right.